Welcome to the Giving Party Podcast. My name is Kate and my husband John and I are the wedding and lifestyle photography team behind Kate Neal Photography. We are based in the Philadelphia suburbs, primarily shooting in New York City, New Jersey, and Philadelphia. The Giving Party is a podcast to motivate professionals in the event industry as well as their clients to make a social impact. Happy listening. This week, we spoke to Beth Helmstetter. Beth is the creative director and owner of her eponymous brand, Beth Helmstetter Events. After designing hundreds of experiences, Beth has learned firsthand that memorable gatherings don't just happen. They're the result of beautiful spaces, well-thought-out logistics, and intentional guest experiences. After nearly two decades traveling and producing events around the world combined with her experience in nonprofit, Beth's commitment to giving back has never faltered, which helped her in creating The Good Beginning, a platform that helps couples and families contribute to charitable causes around the world and start a new chapter of their lives with the ritual of generosity. Hope you enjoy. So excited to chat with you. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to chat. Sure. All right. So John's going to start off with the first burning question. <laughs> now, so I, I know that you've kind of jumped around, right? Mm-hmm. So where did you begin? I believe you went to Missouri State, right? Mm-hmm. I went you, to UMKC. So yeah, uh, um, University of Missouri, and it's the Kansas City branch. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So are you originally from Kansas City? You're I'm from Missouri? Uh, that's what I'm I tell people who are not familiar with Missouri, I'm from a really tiny town, a couple of hours um, outside of Kansas City, and and then I went to college there as well. Excellent. And and now, looking through your background, you also spent some time in Hawaii as well? Yes, exactly. So I kind of started my career in Kansas City. um, I'm using that term loosely. Um, I was in the nonprofit world and did some day of wedding coordination at a private estate. And then once I was ready to be a wedding planner, I started looking everywhere and I, I landed a job at a resort on the island of Maui where I was their in-house wedding planner. Oh my gosh. That's like a dream scenario. <laughs> yeah. It was very alchemist. Like all the domino, as soon as I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. Like just the paths started opening wide up for me. That's amazing. How long were you there? About two and a half years. So nice. cool. Yeah. Now you went to school for nonprofit, correct? Yep. I have a, um, a business degree. And then when I got my MBA, I focused on nonprofit administration. Um, and just transparently, when I got my first nonprofit job, I was making $27,000 a year and I had sure. to have a side gig. My side gig was day of coordinating at a uh, private estate, uh, for lack of a better word there. Yeah. Um, and, no. and I fell in love with the wedding planning portion more than the nonprofit side. Yeah. Did any of the event planning, because I, like we have friends that are in the nonprofit world Mm -hmm. and of course, so much of it is raising money. So was there overlap early on with, and is that kind of how you introed into the weddings or did that actually kind of go separately? Like what was the first wedding? How did that happen? Well, yes, sort of. So when I was working for the nonprofit, I was in the fundraising and marketing department. And so yes, golf tournaments, um, galas, little tiny events for sure. I mean, the very first events I started to do, I was the vice president of my business fraternity and I handled all of our events. So I've been um, training to do weddings for longer than I planned to. Um, And then my first wedding was at the private estate. I um, one of our donors owned a private estate and, and she asked me if I needed a job and I went and I went and took the job and that was the first experience I really had with weddings other than attending them. And, um, yeah, I just fell yeah. in love pretty immediately though. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so then you went, okay. So then from there you went to Hawaii. So you said two and a half years. 
Yeah, about two and a half years. Yep. I, I was on a contract with the resort and I actually started my business in Hawaii. Um, but personal reasons almost immediately um, required me to move to LA. So I had about six months of business set up in Hawaii. Um, and then I just had to kind of start over in LA, but I had lots of clients in Hawaii. So for that first year in LA, I was flying back and forth wow. to, sure. to implement those weddings I had already uh, committed to um, while I was simultaneously kind of building a name and networking in LA. So it worked out nicely, actually. Yeah, that's really nice. So did you have, so did you have a background or like you do a family or anyone in LA? No, okay. no, not at all. I didn't, I didn't know a soul here. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Any actually words of wisdom for us on that? Because we transitioned from New York back to Philly, where we're from. Oh. And most of our business is still up in New York. So how did you, how did you make that transition to get more of that LA client base? I mean, it's probably hard right now because I don't know what networking is looking like in your community. Right. <laughs> I just, I was at networking events four to five times a week. I was asking planners locally, can I come assist you? Can I like anything so I could meet vendors and meet mm -hmm. venues? I was calling venues and asking if I could tour their property. Um, I'm, uh, I don't have to hustle this hard as much anymore, but I was a, I was sure a hustler. Uh, sure. Just introducing myself to everyone and meeting as many people as I could. And because, I mean, just like you, at least you will have that work and the experience from New York. Like, because I had work to show, people welcomed me a little bit more than if I were just a completely new kid on the block. Sure. Excellent. That's so that's so interesting yeah. to hear. So that was my plan for 2020. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh. that was the plan to do a ton <laughs> of networking in, per or excuse me, in person. And then all of it turned to like, zoom and instagram and yeah. direct messaging so it's been quite the challenge for How's sure it, oh i'm sure are you are do you are you traveling or will you be traveling back and forth to new york do you have some outstanding work there oh, oh yeah. yeah we're up there saturday for a sunrise engagement shoot so, yeah. most, <laughs> most of our work is new york still i mean it's not a huge deal it's two hours yeah, away it's, and we yeah. still have friends up there so it, it's a nice excuse um yeah but definitely now, it's, not, it's definitely nice to have work that you can just come home and sleep in your own bed at the end of the night, too. Definitely. So I get that. And our kids keep us here, obviously. I'm like, we have two girls that are four and six, and that was like a major pool to come home was because both sets of grandparents are here. So we're definitely yes. fortunate. We have family help. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. That's yeah. very, very important with kids. Yeah. Now, we regularly have wedding professionals who are trying to do, to get the, the destination clientele. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Obviously, great intro with once you establish in LA, being able to show this portfolio of how much you've worked in Hawaii. Yeah. But how have you seen that and where else have you worked? Right. I know you've worked around the world. Like where, where are some of the favorite places? Yeah. So I was really lucky. I did fall into the destination market. Um, and then what happened was as soon as people realized I traveled, they'd be like, oh, my cousin's getting married in Mexico. Will you go there? And will you go here? And so I just said yes to everything. Yeah. Um, at this point, we've really worked everywhere. Bali, Korea, Philippines, Paris, wow. Italy, Spain, um, of course, all over the United States, um, sure. Mexico, Costa Rica. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting some places, but really just about everywhere. <laughs> I feel like that's an impossible list to choose a favorite from. <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's, it's so, di they're all so different and it's, I get so inspired by the culture and the, um, the communities we're in that it's, it's right. fun because every, the one thing I will say about Hawaii is 
most of my work looked the same. Just like that's, it was, it attracted the same type of aesthetic, like couples sure. wanted orchids. That's just what they wanted. They wanted hula dancers. And yeah. so now it's really fun to be in different environments and everyone kind of have a different take on the different cultures. That's so cool. I could, I can imagine that though. I mean, we actually, I've never been to Hawaii, so that's a major spot that we want to get to eventually. Yeah. It's pretty special. Sounds awesome. Now, how did, you've always been a nonprofit, right? We talked, you got your MBA from there Mm -hmm. or in that. How did that start to work its way into the wedding discussion with clients? Yeah. So for me, when a lot of these weddings that I was doing were actually in really remote places, which also often means impoverished or even Mm -hmm. some third world communities. Um, And so it was, it was challenging to be planning half million dollar weddings and up in communities where when I was having conversations with the workers, you needed $400 to pay for their kids' school for the year. And that was stretch whether they would or not. So it just, it was just crazy that I was like, I feel like my shoes cost about as much as your school's that your kids' sure. education. I was just having a disconnect at all sure. at when it comes down to it. And um, I just rightfully so the wedding, the, the time frame when you're thinking about your wedding is a little bit of a time when you're more self-absorbed and you're not really thinking of others. And I wanted to kind of mix that up and see if I could create something where, um, someone would actually use their wedding to do a little good, um, in the world. And most of my clients, um, many of my clients are high net worth individuals. The idea of them needing a toaster or espresso machine was like, just ridiculous. They were not really (laughs) registering for stuff like that. They were registering because they felt like it was something they had to do, but not because of something they needed. So I knew my clients would use a something like the good beginning. Um, I didn't know if other people would, but yeah, it's been, it's, it's done pretty well so far. That's That's so cool. So tell us about the good beginning when it started in 2016, right? Yep. It started in 2016 and it's on online wedding registry where couples can donate to charity in lieu of, or, or in addition to, um, tangible wedding gifts or, and baby gifts as well. Um, and we often are a supplemental registry. So often they are registering for at places like Bloomingdale's and Target. And then we're, we're an addition in there and we've helped couples raise about $800,000 so far. So it's been it's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of it. It's been pretty impactful. I guess. That's be. amazing, especially Thanks. since 2016. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, 2020 was like kind of a wash. So, sure. <laughs> um, really, that's, those are the numbers for uh, two years. More yeah. abbreviated a time. Yeah, it's right? awesome. That really is cool. So uh, obviously you're introducing this concept to your couples. Is this open to all couples? Like anyone? Oh, listening? sure. That's yeah, so I great. actually, I, it's on my website. I don't pitch it to my couples. Some okay. of my couples use it. Some of them don't. Many of them hire me because we do it because they just like like it, but then they don't use it, which is an interesting thing. Sure. Um, but we don't, we don't pitch it to our couples. It's just kind of out there if they'd like to use it and any couple can use it. Sure. I, I mean, I get that, John. You're kind of like, huh. But I'm like, we've introduced that concept to clients as well. And I think it's easy for a lot of people to be like, oh my gosh, I love that. And they kind of forget about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's funny. I, yeah. I haven't thought about that, but that's definitely happened. Yeah. And then like maybe some come around like you're right. But then again, as a photographer, you know, like we're one of the second, third people that's getting booked, like a planner venue mm-hmm. and then us. So they're not even really thinking of the registry like quite yet. So yeah. I'm like, we've had people kind of like added on like later, but yep. yeah, I'm so excited though. This is such mm-hmm. a cool registry idea to oh, introduce thanks. to people. Thank you. So with, especially again, how much of a background you have in nonprofit, can you talk a little bit about 
like choosing a charity, right? Mm -hmm. And the things that you look for there. Because I don't think everyone realizes how different a charity can be, even if they say they're doing the exact same thing. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, I think it, for a lot of our couples, choosing the charity is really, really personal. Some couples are choosing charities that they volunteered at in college. Some couples are choosing, honestly, most couples, a higher percentage of couples are choosing something that reflects what's happening in the world currently. So um, for instance, when George Floyd was a huge part in the news, like a lot of donations to places like Black Lives Matter, when Very you know cool. a new Supreme Court justice was hitting um, was up for election, um, Planned Parenthood was getting a ton of donations. So sure. it, it really does tend to, you know, when we started the Flint water crisis was huge and a huge uh. percentage went to that. So it really kind of rides the flow of what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, as far as we, we don't get too deep into how much an organization is using for administration fees yeah. versus actually, you know, uh, committed to the, the acts of the organization, because I have a nonprofit background, I really do understand the importance of the administration fees. Yep. And I know that that's a controversial um, side of donating right. to charity, but it's not mm -hmm. something I really put my nose in too far. But, um, <laughs> you know, nonprofit people do deserve to have an Absolutely. honest salary. Like of I course. said, I was getting paid $27,000 a year. And great example. I left because I, I couldn't afford to, to live like that. So, um, they, they, if they don't pay well, they lose employees. So sure. that's, that's a good example. Yeah. So on this website or on the good beginning, do you have a list of charities that are kind of suggested? Yeah, we have, um, we have about 300 charities on the site wow. right now. Um, several that we have, built and suggested on our own, but there's actually a feature where a couple can come in and ask for a charity to be added. So if it's not in there, they can submit a request. We do a little bit of back-end research to just make sure everything is on the up and up and it's a legitimate charity and all of that. And then, um, then they can donate to whatever charity they like as long as we go through kind of our vetting process with it. That's such a great idea. And I love that you said how people... Um, are kind of like donating, like you said, like run current events, like what's going on in the world. But I love that you have a list too, because I mean, depending on the couple, they might, they might go into it being like, I want to be charitable, but just have, you know, no, no idea. idea where to start. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. We definitely, it's set up for, for both. Um, most people that seek us out to date, they're pretty intentional about who they're um, who they're supporting. It's, it's definitely not a mainstream registry option at this point. So sure. the people who find us are people who are seeking out, um, that making charitable efforts and things like that. Yeah. Now how, how have, uh, and I'm sure they were happy about it, but what kind of reactions have you gotten from the charities? Like, is this a whole new idea to them? I mean, I know there's always been the, Hey, instead of a, a parting gift mm -hmm. we gave in your, your name, mm -hmm. but how, what's that reaction been like from the nonprofit world for you? Yeah, so far it's so good. Like most of them, I would say 96% of them are super excited. It's, it's money that they had to do literally no work for. Um, we've only had like one or two who are like, we want to collect our own donations. Thank you very much. But most of them are very much excited when they get the check. And a lot of them reach out and say, how can we collaborate more? Um, yeah. Because it's still kind of our our side business, we aren't as we aren't in a position to collaborate as much as we'd like to. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's usually it's usually a very positive response. They That's just really get a check great. in the mail. Sometimes they don't even know they're like they're up yeah. on the registry. So we just 
<laughs> so it's a great, they just get, great like, surprise. Several thousand dollars in the mail and they're like, whoa, <laughs> we yeah. didn't know this was coming. Seriously. That's a good question, John. Because I'm like, we, actually on the last episode that we just had, we had talked briefly about, we had a conversation with the Ronald McDonald House in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And even bringing up this concept to them, it seemed like almost so foreign. And they mm-hmm. were like, wow, this is an amazing idea. Like, we would love to partner with you. Like, we have a photo booth that we're offering, of course, when events are like fully up and going and safe um, for yeah. the kids. And I'm like, it's just, it's such a cool, it's such a cool, fun idea to do something outside of the wedding world. But it was surprising. It was surprising that um, I guess they hadn't thought of like partnering with wedding slash events industries in that way. Yeah, I think that m- some, some nonprofits do off take wedding donations and have the option to set that up, but it's not as streamlined where a couple can actually knows that, okay, John gave a hundred dollars to this organization. So you're, you're rarely getting, being able to like properly thank them. And it's, it's just not, they're not set up to support these sorts of things. But yeah, I think when, from my experience in fundraising with the nonprofit world, um, it's a lot of courting the existing donors. They're, they're very open to new ideas, but they're probably just not aware of all the options out there. Especially if, if you've only worked in the nonprofit industry, you, you don't really, it's hard to think of, of new industries to reach out to. And I think weddings are the ideal place to collaborate because I yeah. think most of us are pretty service-minded individuals. Like maybe it's not directly related to charity, but like we do this because we love to make people happy and <laughs> bring joy to the world. And it's, it's a similar mindset as people who usually go into the nonprofit world too, just in a different um, medium. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really great point. Do you have a favorite charity or is there a charity that sticks out to you that's especially different or interesting considering that you've dealt with so many? Um, you know, I personally donate to Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, okay. I, inequality is um, my my jam. Um, but the, lots of them, you know, I love all the ones that you know, take care of the animals and all of that. But Southern Poverty sure. Law Center is, is where where I usually donate my personal funds. Very cool. I love it. Well, tell everyone where they can find you to learn more about all of this. Um, Yeah. uh, BethHelmstetter.com is my uh, events website and thegoodbeginning.com is the registry. Okay. So it is separate. And then actually is your, is the good beginning also separate on Instagram? It is separate on Instagram. Okay. You can you can go to my Instagram and my website, and you could find it haphazardly if you dug around. But it has its own has awesome. its own platform as well. Okay, cool. John, do you have any other questions? I don't. Is there anything else that we didn't ask that we should have? I don't think so. This was really fun. Thank you for thanks for setting this up. Sure. Of course. Thank so you so fun. much for your time. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Okay. Well, we'll talk soon. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. You have a good have one. a good one. Thank you so much for listening to the Giving Party Podcast this week. If you like this podcast or this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as this helps us reach more listeners. To learn more about today's guests, please visit the show notes. And to learn more about us, please visit our website at katenillphotography.com or our Instagram at katenillphotography. Lastly, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Giving Party Podcast, please feel free to email us at kate at katenilfoto.com. We'd love to hear from you.